This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. As you know, the Public Speaker podcast is available to listeners all around the world. So I often receive messages from non-native English speakers who, of course, have communication questions. And most apologize almost immediately for any mistakes in their English. And some have even told me that they feel awkward about having a conversation with an English speaker. They worry about using the wrong word or it'll take them too long to make their point. I think, however, the best way to improve your English or any other second language is to use it as much as possible. I know for me, that's the way that I improved my Spanish, although I still have a long way to go as well. So before I give you the 10 tips for better ESL conversations, what I'd like to do is to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible Audible.com has been supporting our channel for a number of years, and we really appreciate their continued sponsorship. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, fiction, nonfiction, periodicals. And this week, I would like to make a recommendation for ESL speakers, and it's a book called Easy American Idioms, Hundreds of Idiomatic Expressions to Give You an Edge in English. An idiom, of course, is when you use a word in the non-literal sense, like, for example, a penny for your thoughts or add insult to injury. These are very difficult things to understand as a non-native speaker. And so this book, Easy American Idioms, it really is great. It cuts through the confusion and teaches natural-sounding conversational English using idioms. And it really gives a good selection You can use the examples they include in a variety of different contexts, which is great. You could use it for self-study, or you can also use it for study in the classroom. As I said before, I think audiobooks are a great way to learn, particularly this type of book, because you can listen to it over and over and over again. And it really does make good use of your time while you're driving, commuting, exercising, doing chores around the house. It's really a way that you can practice and enforce your skills. One of the things that I really love about Audible is that they have this great listen guarantee. And that means that if you choose a book and then you decide you don't like it, you don't have to worry. You can just exchange it for another title at any time and there's no questions asked, which I think is great. The other thing I love about listening to audiobooks is that you can listen to them at any speed that you like. You can control how quickly or how slowly. So if you're just learning and you want to hear these idiomatic expressions, you can slow it down, which is great. It's a really great way to learn. Of course, I like to listen to my fiction in very, very fast speed so that my mind doesn't wander. But I think that that's one thing that really is different from reading a book, particularly in this case. So again, my recommendation for this week is Easy American Idioms, Hundreds of Idiomatic Expressions to Give You an Edge in English. And the author is Living Language. It's four hours and 59 minutes, and it focuses on everyday situations like meeting people, expressing likes and dislikes, working, shopping, socializing, sports, television. And this one is pretty cool. They also include a book, and you can download the book directly from Audible, so you can get that as well. Right now, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa in order to get that free trial. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. And by the way, while you're there, you can download both of my books, Ace Your Interview and Smart Talk.
For your free trial, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. Okay, so I promised 10 tips for better ESL conversations. And if you don't always know the perfect word or the right syntax, you can still have a great conversation with a native English speaker. Okay, so the first tip, number one, is to think about when you introduce yourself that you need to remember to say your name slowly and clearly. Particularly if you have an unusual name, say it twice or even consider spelling it out. Another option that some people do is they change their name to a more common English name and use that name when speaking with native speakers. Also keep in mind that it's okay to ask the other person to repeat his or her name. Everyone has a little anxiety when meeting someone new and remembering names is difficult for everyone. So remember that you're not alone. I think that everyone has a little anxiety when meeting someone new, and we're often not focused on the other person as much as we should be. And remembering names then is difficult. It's difficult for everyone. So remember, when it comes to this, you're definitely not alone. The second tip is a little bit simplistic, but remember to smile, engage in direct eye contact, and practice good posture. In most English-speaking countries, these things, that's the eye contact, the smiling, and the good posture, they communicate confidence. So you're going to want to try to do these things even if you're not feeling exactly confident in that moment. I found through my travels that people are eager to help someone when they're making an effort to communicate in the local language. And smiling, engaging in direct eye contact, and having good posture helps to build that confidence, particularly with a native English speaker. The next tip is to speak slowly and clearly, not just for your name, but throughout the conversation. One common frustration for non-native speakers is having people ask you repeat what you said. What was that? What was that? If the other person asks you to repeat a word, then go ahead and repeat it again. But when you repeat it, repeat it slowly and clearly. And if they still don't understand you, instead of repeating again, it's often better to choose other words to describe the word that they're having trouble understanding. For example, if you say the word tree and they don't understand, you could say it's something that grows outside, it's tall, it has leaves, and it gives shade. The idea is that if they didn't understand it the first few times, it's probably because there's some sort of mispronunciation that's tripping them up. So it's better to just choose other words. In addition, you can enhance your message with facial expressions or with gestures. I believe that body language is the universal language, and sometimes it's all you need to communicate with someone. I've traveled extensively to countries where I didn't speak the language, and I was able to get by simply with smiles, pointing, and many, many creative gestures. At times, I even drew pictures. The point is, it's possible to communicate without words, so take advantage of our ability to communicate non-verbally when necessary, and use these non-verbal gestures to help with your actual verbal choices. And remember to enhance your message with your facial expressions and gestures. Tip number five is to listen to yourself when you speak. Often it just takes effort to think through the proper pronunciation. Sometimes it might help to ask yourself, how would a native speaker say that? How would a singer in English pronounce that word? Even if it sounds funny to you in your head, try it anyway. Sometimes by singing or imitating your pronunciation definitely will improve. I know it did for me when I sang songs in Spanish, my accent would go away and people could understand me much better. 
My next tip is just to simply remember that there's more than one way to say something. It's similar to what I discussed in tip number three. If you don't know a word, just choose words that you do know to describe the word that you don't know. Of course, it will require you to use more words, but you'll be able to communicate your thought better. And remember to enhance your message again with those gestures and facial expressions. Tip seven I mentioned at the start, which is to really practice as much as possible. Communicating in a second language is all about learning. You're going to make mistakes. For sure, you will make mistakes. And in fact, the more mistakes you make, the faster you're going to learn. So the best way to improve your fluency is to get out there and interact. Tip number eight is try to think in your second language. It's tempting and easy to speak to yourself, so to speak, in your first language. But as you go about your day, try this. Identify objects that you see and say those words in your mind. And then talk to yourself in complete sentences. That is, again, in your own mind. Then when it comes time to interact with another person, that you'll be ready. Tip number nine is don't worry about not being able to understand some slang terms or idioms. That's exactly what that book is for that I recommended. Idioms come in time. So just focus on getting across what you are thinking and requesting. If you don't understand a phrase, repeat it and ask the other person to help you understand it. Who knows, you may learn a new joke or you may be able to share a similar slang term in your own native language. My last tip is to use a translation tool as an aid for yourself. I have one of those little electronic translators and I find it extremely helpful. It's very fast and it can help me make a translation very, very quickly. But you can carry one of those translation books or now of course there's apps for the smartphone. All of those give you a way to quickly reference and navigate the English language. That way, if you have one of these tools, if there's something that you want to communicate and you aren't sure how to do it, you can just easily reference it. I know for me, communicating in a second language can be very tiring and overwhelming, and it can also be very rewarding. My hope is that you'll enjoy meeting new people while you're practicing these tips as much as you can. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. If you're interested in taking your English skills to the next level, your communication skills to the next level, I suggest my book, Smart Talk. Smart Talk is the Swiss army knife of communication. It can help you in a variety of situations from introducing yourself to delivering feedback, to understanding how to accept criticism, to being more charming. This is all in my book, Smart Talk. And by the way, you can get a signed copy from me, a personally signed copy, by going to the website smarttalksuccess.com. That's smarttalksuccess.com to get your copy, personally signed copy of Smart Talk. Again, thanks to audible.com for supporting our channel. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For Public speaker listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. And you might want to consider the book that I recommended, which is Easy American Idioms, or maybe even try my book, Smart Talk. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. 
Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>